The following contest is scheduled for one fall with a 60-minute time limit. Making their way down the aisle, Carlos, Mark, Nick, and Remy, the Entrance Ramp Podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Entrance Ramp Podcast. I am your host, Nick Vega, alongside my co-host, Carlos Rodriguez. Yep. And Mark Lindsay. Hey everybody, how are you today? We're just going to do a rapid fire rundown of this week's events in wrestling. Um, we'll start off with Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw crowned a new U.S. champion. Apollo Cruz defeated Andrade. Um, how do we feel, gentlemen, about uh, Apollo Cruz being the new U.S. champion? Is will you think he gives some prestige to that title again, or is that title just completely dead in the water? Mark, you seem like you have a chuckle. Listen, I'm tired of being negative, okay? I want to be positive, and the positive mark will come out later on in the show when we discuss the other promotion. Um, <laughs> listen, I am a big fan of Apollo Crews. I am a big fan of him. I think Paul Lee or Paul Heyman is as well. There's one guy who's not, and that's Vince McMahon. And these, these pushes that stop, start, stop, start, it's getting ridiculous. It's It's... I'm happy for Cruz as a person. Uh, this is a big achievement for him personally to have a, cha- a singles championship on the biggest promotion, the biggest show in wrestling right now. Mm-hmm. With that said, I don't have any positive feeling that this is going to lead to something or something bigger, something better for him. I think this is, you know, I mean, a, a year ago we were talking about how awesome Ricochet was. Where's he at? What's he doing? It doesn't mean anything anymore, Nick, and that's the sad thing. So could they revamp him and the U.S. title and make it important? They could. Will they? Absolutely not. Carlos, what do you think needs to be done? Yeah, I think I think we have to see what happens this Monday because, like Mark said, like he's been in pushed and stopped, pushed and stopped, pushed and stopped. And then this past, like when he got the injury angle, that was that was the time. I was like, dude, he's done again. Like that's it. Like, and it seems like, like Mark said, Heyman likes him. Heyman's hot for him, but he was hot for Cedric. He was hot for Ricochet, and he was hot for Andrade. And look what's happened to all of them. Andrade's got the biggest push out of anyone because he has a stable and all this stuff. But now he lost the U.S. title. That title is meaningless. <clears throat> and the best thing they could do would be because Apollo Cruz is such a baby face. And like a legitimate like athlete, do an open challenge thing too. I know it would sound like a counterpoint to what what uh, AEW is doing with their title, and we'll talk about that later. But I think it would benefit more because we know we seen did it when he had, was the U.S. champion. I loved it, and I think someone else did it as well after they uh, after Cena won. They Rollins. Did it. Well, it was Rollins. Yeah, yeah, Rollins did it. Yeah, why not do that? Revamp that, like make that like you have to defend every week or something. And that'd be cool. Mm-hmm. If you take that title off of a pay-per-view, right? Pay-per-views become like shorter unless it's like a big pay-per-view thing and you want to showcase that title for that like, storyline reason. But every Monday, you have to do that. You have to defend the title. Revamp the look of it, too. It's stale. It's been around since, what, like 2005, like that? Yeah, it's been around for at least a decade or two. Yeah, so revamp the style because we just did that with the IC title. And, and we'll talk about that on, on my segment. But revamp the title get a, a and make him a believable like champion i i'm happy for him but we have to see what happens this monday and, and moving forward 
The one difference I will say between Apollo Crews and the gentleman that you named Ricochet and Cedric Alexander, and even Andrade, is that Apollo Crews is ripped. I mean, Vince might not like a lot of things in his life. He likes jack dudes. Dudes that are jack, he's like, all right, I'll give him a shot. What he really needs is somebody to to carry that 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 promo you know side of wrestling because Vince loves that side a lot more than the actual wrestler. I mean, a la Shorty G, and then Shorty G. But he might be the best wrestler on that roster. He really and, is, honestly. Yeah. You know, it, Vince doesn't care about the wrestling. He cares about the the promos and the and the entrances and all that other shit. Um, but I, I think Apollo Cruz could do well. Everything needs to be revamped, though. His character, the title. You know, he's got a fresh restart. We'll we'll see what happens from here on out. Um, speaking of uh, brand new, we have a brand new number one contender for the women's title. Um, it is Nia Jax. She defeated Charlotte Flair and Natalia in a triple threat match, which I, I thought was great because uh, Natalia and Charlotte Flair kept Nia out of the match any way they could and worked as a team throughout the match so they could face each other one-on-one. Um, do we think that WWE will pull the trigger on Nia Jax again, or is Asuka just untouchable for a while because she technically took it from the man, uh, Carlos? I think I think we're gonna have Oscar have a, a pretty lengthy title run. I think at least until SummerSlam. I, I think if you make that 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 title change too soon, it kind of diminishes like what Becky did. I feel like Becky had a hand in kind of like picking who she wanted. Um, you would have that feeling, right? Like you yeah, know, like yeah, she had the clout to to do that. Um, and I think Oscar winning like winning it right now, being a champion. It was a perfect showcase to show how dominant she can be. And I think she needs some more matchups. Like, I think we need her as champion fighting Charlotte. And actually, that would be a great SummerSlam, but Asuka winning. And then something else could happen after. But I, I think SummerSlam would be a good, a good just a three-month reign, at least, if you're going to take it off of her. Uh, I'd rather it not be Nia. She's not, you know. She's not Just really? <laughs> really um, the ring. Like, some people don't get hurt. And then other people are Kari Sane. <laughs> um, Mark, do we see anything uh, happening? Is this just a stepping stone uh, for um, Asuka going over um, Nia Jax? Or, or, or do you see you know Vince pulling the trigger and just saying, hey, I want a monster heel to take hold of the title because a babyface has had the title for a year plus? I'm going to give a very smart-ass answer and say that he better hope that he doesn't pull the trigger too soon because every opponent that steps in the ring with Nia won't be available a week down the road. Yeah. So, um, you know. They got their taping. <laughs> it's, look, the character of Naya is better than the wrestler Naya. And the character Naya deserves to be world champion, should have this beast-like run, but she hurts everybody. She's not ready, and I don't know. You I, think I, she'll I, ever I, be ready? I mean, it's, 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 I said, do you think she'll ever be ready? Yes, I, I do. I, I, I do think she'll be ready. I just think that I don't. You know what? I don't know what I think. I, I'm a fan of Naya. I'm a fan of the character Naya. Um, I'm just not a fan of the wrestler Naya. So I'm probably not the best person to ask for that. But yeah, I see <laughs> yeah. her beating Asuka, like Carlos said, probably at SummerSlam. Build it up as this huge monster, uh, kind of like AEW did with Nyla Rose. You know, um, you know, she didn't win the championship right off the right bat. I yeah. knew she was going to be eventual champion. And right, I, right, right. That's how it is with Nia Jax. Yeah, and I agree with Mark. Like, 
the, the character Naya and, and the person Naya seem to be awesome. It's just the wrestler Naya is not. Definitely, definitely. Um, and sw- switching gears, going to the um, WWE champion, uh, Drew McIntyre, he seems to have a, a major beef with MVP and Lashley. Um, do we see Drew McIntyre eventually turning heel down the line um, just because he's so good at being a badass? It, 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 is it, it's, it, for me, it's harder to cheer for a badass, you know, that just plows through his opponents than it is a bad guy plowing through his opponents. Uh, Mark, do we see any no, change? No. Actually, no, just I'm not even going to let you finish the question. No, because Drew McIntyre, let's let's put this into perspective. He is probably one of the hottest wrestlers right now on that brand. He would be getting a huge push if there were people in the stands. He would be the most loudest pop. No. Let me let me alter my question before you you answer, um, Carlos. Let me let me alter this question real quick. Do we think that La- that Lashley MVP will try to squirm a way to make this a handicap match? Oh, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Because I-, I like that character MVP is like squirming his way through everything. <laughs> like he took he took Lashley away from Lana. I mean, he was right in all senses. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, but, I don't yeah, think he's right about that. Exactly. But like, I think it. I think he and he's been having matches too. So I think it'd be cool. This might be MVP's first ever main event match, right? Like, I can't think of any pay-per-view that he's had. He, it's going to happen. Now that you said that, it's going to happen. I know we want to move on, but I want to also yeah. just point out that MVP has been an MVP. He has mm-hmm. been fun to watch during this entire run. Definitely. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, just not even just backstage, but, like, doing the wrestling, doing the talking. He's – he's Having he's the uh, VIP lounge. He's mm-hmm. so well-rounded. And then he – when he left WWE or, or was released, he definitely like upped his game. Moveset wise, who would have thought? You know, five years ago, that wrestlers from ten years ago are going to be headlining. You know, Monday Night Raw. Right. Like, I, yeah, Drew McIntyre and MVP and Bobby Lashley. These yeah. dudes have been gone for like ever, and then they come back, and you know they're so well polished. Um, it, it's a it's a beautiful thing to see for hard work. You know, it always pays off. Um, so switching gears, we're going to talk about uh, NXT. Uh, the first thing on my list for NXT is obviously Drake Maverick is in the finals. We talked about it last week with the triple threat match and where it would go. Um, and it seems like they're going to continue the Drake Maverick storyline. And I think that's awesome. Um, yeah, does, you get the match on pay-per-view too. With- does he win? That's my question to you gentlemen. No, I don't think he does. But I think it was a great showing. Um I, I don't know if he gets hired. I think that's a that's a more intriguing thing. Like, does he get rehired? I mean, we, we well, see. What if he What if he wins and doesn't get rehired? You know, just holds the belt hostage. That storyline is right there for you. Well, like, mean, what, he shows up on Impact Wrestling with the NXT. Yeah, so, I'm, I'm not saying Impact yeah. Wrestling because I, I don't think Vince would let that slide as a story. But but you know, like show up to one of WWE's affiliates. You know, he like goes off. Ball. Yeah, yeah, he goes off to Evolve and shows off the, the Cruiserweight title and is like, listen, I'm the real champ. Go have another tournament, which is hilarious because he's not even the real champ. <laughs> Jordan Devlin. <laughs> yeah, like that. I think I, I got Drake Maverick in this. I think, you know, he, they should pull the trigger because this storyline has taken off. And, you know, when the iron's hot, you know, you got to go for it. Yeah, I, I don't think it's a bad idea having him as champion. I just I just don't see it happening just because of his contract status. Uh, I, I and also I, I think kind of Eo de Fantasma needs to that'd be that's a great introduction 
yeah. right? He's had some good promo work. He's had great matches, and then be like, he's also our champion. And then him and Jordan Devlin can put on a show, man. That'd be a showcase. So, so I got to know from you too, Mark. I, I could see, I could see them pulling the trigger, and then having it be like the ECW title run of Tommy Dreamer, where like he wins the <laughs> and then like the same show, somebody challenges him and he drops it, and that's it. Um. But like, uh, yeah, I remember that. But then that would be the comedy Drake Maverick and not the Drake Maverick we've been getting. So Right, right. The storyline is intriguing. I'm sorry I'm going to sound like a broken record. I just hate the fact that they've they've turned this real-life situation into a storyline. While it's been an interesting storyline, I will not rip them for that. Mm. The fact is, is that most likely there's a 90% chance that unless they secretly resign Drake, he's gone. And... If I'm Drake Maverick and I'm really not re-signed, this is a devastating storyline to be part of because you're giving the audience hope that's not there. So it's it, it's kind of frustrating for me, but I've been enjoying it at the same time. Yeah, and I think that the the cool thing would be like he gets showcased, but like the weird thing is, where would he go? Like right, that every place is hiring, and some places are getting like too full. Like we know AEW doesn't want to like expand too much. And they've been doing like smart and correctly, you know, how they've been expanded and using other talent from like smaller promotions like QT's thing, like his gym and stuff like that. Not only where would he go, but he can't take the Drake Maverick name with him. So all this stuff, yeah. he's getting, like we'll know him as Spud McKenzie or whatever hell he was called before. Spud McKenzie. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, that's a call, man. That's awesome. <laughs> we'll know him as Rockstar Spud from, yeah. from Impact. But we won't know, you know, he won't be able to use Drake Maverick in Ring of Honor. So, like, that's kind of where I'm at with that. Yeah, and, like, how many places are putting shows on? You know, like, that that's the thing. Like, yeah, okay, Impact was on because they're doing some stuff. But, like, RH is done till this is over. Like, and that's not a bad thing. Like, they're just they're just shuttered for a moment. Like, AEW probably wouldn't hire him just because, I mean, he's a great character. But, like, they're getting they're forward right they're, now. They got Marco Stunt. They don't need him. yeah. <laughs> We got Mark. We we got Rockstar Spud at home. Marcus, right? Like they they they're good. I think they resign him. They have to. It's it's it, it, like, I think as a you know, I think that would be beautiful. Like honestly, if, if he loses, but they resign him, I think that's a that's the better storyline. They, they I feel like they have no choice but to sign him. I mean, how much is he really going to cost WWE in the grand scheme of 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 the public eye? You know, if they resign him, they look good. If they don't, yeah. they look like dicks. And look, they, then, then they let go of, of of stars like Zack Ryder for nothing. I mean, like Zack Ryder. Let's not take away. I'm sorry. I'm going to go off topic. No, here. no. Zack Ryder. <laughs> Zack Ryder is the king of getting himself over. He mm-hmm. did it. Yeah. Not no. Once, not twice, but three times. He got himself over on his own to the point that WWE had to push him. And then he gets released with this group of people that got released a month ago. <laughs> and then Rockstar, or, I'm sorry, Drake Maverick is having the chance to shine on TV. Where's Zack Ryder? He, if anybody deserved to go out with a storyline like this, it was Zack Ryder. He was yeah, former it really was. tag team champion. I think I'm pretty sure he's a former U.S. champion as well. He is. Yeah. yeah. And he uh, won both he, like big card titles. He's definitely decorated, and I and I understand. Um, the Gosh, he's, he's two hundred and twenty-four pounds. He can lose like he can lose that. We we'll go for the buddy Murphy thing. <laughs> yeah, no, he can lose like, where, where he's got it. Where he got to make weight. Yeah, I mean they they could have did something like that for him, but I I, 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 think, I think Drake Maverick was just in a special spot. You know, you had the Corona thing, which stopped Jordan Devlin from being the champ. 
And then, you know, now he had the tournament. And then his whole storyline just fell into place. I think it's just a fall into place thing. I, I, I wonder first. also if, like, people are, are hot on him. Like, people like him. Like, he seems like a likable dude, right? Like, look at all the stuff he's done for WWE. He did, like... I, I will say backstage... He was the general manager of 205 Live. Uh, he pissed himself on on live air. That's the, that killed his character. That's the one. Right, that killed his character. He was yeah, good matches on 205 Live. He was, like, legit. Like, when someone brought that up, he was like, all right, but I am a wrestler. And, like... And now he's going to have to showcase on the, on this, this Cruiserweight tournament, which has been really great. Maybe someone likes him enough to be like, yo, man, all right. You proved it to us. We're really gonna hire you, though. Well, well, we'll see. Um, so switching gears, um, Tommaso Ciampa and Karrion Cross seem like they're on a collision course. Um, I, I, I can't see this going any other way than Karrion Cross defeating Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah, no, um, that way. It, I, I guess it is this the correct opponent to, for the, his first, you know, go around in NXT. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. One hundred percent. Yeah, because he's going over the top belt. Yeah, <laughs> and remember that I, you know, I'm looking at this from a fresh set of eyes. This is the first uh, really experience I've seen of Cross, and I think that if, if WWE I, wants to push him the way that he should be pushed, you got to have him go over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely think a lot of people. This is their first time. I, I saw him in Impact just a little bit, but you know, not enough to really understand who his character is. So it's going to be exciting to see. And it doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt Tommaso. Like it doesn't no, 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 not at all. Like he's he's pretty much untouchable in NXT. It would have been weird if he lost Leon Russ this Wednesday. Like that that would have been bad for Tommaso. But like like carrying going over on him is fine. Right, right, right. Well, he did. He, uh, it's funny that you mentioned um, the jobber because Champa made it a point to put him out quickly just to show how good he is. Because Cross put him out the week before, but it, it took him a little bit more time. Um, and you know, final question, um, Matt Riddle. Uh, obviously, I'm going to steal a little bit of Thunder. He's on to SmackDown now. So this is his final match in NXT versus uh, Thatcher. Um, uh, how what a way to go. <laughs> yeah, how brutal was that match, guys? Did- it was fun to watch. Look, I texted you guys. Mm-hmm. You know, I could not believe that he lost his teeth. Yeah. Because yeah. I'm like, oh, he covered up in time. And, and no, he did not. No man, and I think and they've had uh, apparently bangers in, in like the independency, but like like having it on WWE on primetime TV, Kurt Angle's there. I think everything. I forgot was, Kurt Angle was there. <laughs> That's how good this match was. You forgot Kurt Angle was a special guest. Well, he wasn't involved, so that was the best yeah. part. Like, yeah. he, he, well, he was. Just, but it brought some kind of legitimacy too. Wasn't that weird? Like when they heard because like he's so no. I was like, man, like this, this just feels better. Like it feels. I like think a, I think like, the name yeah. just added to because, like, you, you if I said you know Matt Riddle versus Timothy Thatcher to any normal wrestling casual fan, they're like, who the fuck are you talking about? Now, I I love this match type. I love this setup. I don't know who else could use it, but other than them two, I was gonna say, should that be Thatcher's signature match? Real quick, yes or no? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Over. I think I think that would. Like, be great like taker like, and hell in the cell yeah that that could work too and it could work for it could work for riddle too if he let we'll talk about it i, I that's one of my talking points but, but like, you might, you might we'll hop right into Daniel it Bryan, yeah yeah so yeah riddle's we'll, hop, SmackDown. We'll, we'll just we'll just run right into smackdown go yeah. ahead let's take it over yeah riddle riddle got his ass beat so bad he went to smackdown so <laughs> <laughs> He, he he ran like no, nah, I'm good, brother. I, I'm gonna make this more money over here, <laughs> bro. <laughs> yeah. 
Wait, no, so he's over to SmackDown. So that, like, and and that was because his NXT contract was expiring. Obviously, AEW would have, that, that's a day one AEW, like, here, here's a million dollars. Here you go. Here's cash. Here's cash money right here. Right. Uh, so WWE knowing that and knowing that he can make more money and that NXT doesn't make enough money, offered him a contract, like full roster sale contract. So he's going to SmackDown. And that opens up all these opportunities, right, of matches. Maybe he'll fight Goldberg finally. No, he won't. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, uh, I know. <laughs> you, you might be right about that. I wouldn't put that past WWE at some point. You know, I know. A, a 63-year-old Bill Goldberg squashing three-time <laughs> champion Matt Riddle. Yep. You know, yeah. <laughs> a real it, it'll be like it'll be like uh, uh, Triple H and the Ultimate Warrior. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Oh my god! But yeah, so like that was of all these match types, right? So someone mentioned it was like, "Yo, I need like y'all need to save Daniel Bryan versus Matt Riddle so I, I could be in the stands." Like I didn't even think about that. That'd be a great match, and that match would work in that in that cage area. But what about like Riddle and Shinsuke? Let Shinsuke be the Shinsuke from New Japan, the one who has that MMA background, the one who like goes crazy. Like they're both animatic enough, like, and they're both great characters. Those promos would be weird and funny and hilarious. And then when they get in the ring, it would be so physical. It, you have all these new match types that you have, and it it is one of the call ups that when you see it, you're like, oh man, like this is a good call up. But then also, this was bothered me. I don't know if you guys saw about. Did AJ? go to SmackDown, so Raw gets future considerations, wouldn't Riddle go to Raw then? <laughs> like, anybody... I'm, says, I'm gonna make sense of it. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wait, I'm, if this is, like, real sports, wouldn't they, like, well, you already forfeited we, the right to game, buddy. We talked about this last week. <laughs> How do you trade within your whole... Like, you're company. under the company. Like, like what? Like, uh, future cast... Like, they like that. <laughs> We're on SmackDown or like you know the Eagles and the Cowboys, and it's like, oh, we're gonna you know trade 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 these players and picks for future considerations. Like, what? No, that's not the same thing. It's totally <laughs> yeah. different. Wrestling's under the same one umbrella, you know. Like, what? Yeah, no, that's not how that works. That's not how any of this works. But yeah, but like like Riddle now like has all these opponents and all these match types, and then I put him right in the IC title, right? Why not? Like, you could do that, especially if, if Daniel Bryan wins. You just have just a banging, like, SummerSlam crazy physical match. That would be so good. I mean, well, 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 we'll see. Gulak, now well, that he's we'll signed. Let's do he, that. He signed back with WWE? He, yeah, he was on SmackDown last night. Oh, okay, okay, okay. They didn't make a big deal about it. That's why I, like, I was just going into it next. Yeah, so Drew Gulak signed with WWE again. He's in the backstage segment. They didn't make like Ryan said, didn't say anything about it, and like no one's talked about it, and no details come back of his like contract signing. But I'm assuming they figured out the money situation because that's what he wanted. He wanted more money for being where he was and being showcased the way he was, and he deserves it. That dude's a well, natural. Ten- well, well, we'll see what Matt Riddle does. Um, you know, if anything, he could form a stable. You know, all wrestlers, Shorty G's in that stable. You know, along with yeah. Dave Bryan, Rulag, and. And Matt Riddle, and there you go. You got four premium wrestlers, technical wrestlers. Four stallions. Four stallions. Kind of doing something like that too. So you know, you steal off their gimmick if you want. And then now look at look at SmackDown. Like you, SmackDown kind of goes back to that wrestling show as long as they get showcased correctly, right? Like 
back right. in the day with the things that you happening smackdown was a wrestling show raw was kind of like the storyline sports show. entertainment yeah yeah and then now you have daniel bryan drew gulak uh shinsuke nakamura cesaro you know matt riddle you have all these people who actually like are really great in the ring maybe they could do something with cesaro finally maybe they could do something with shinsuke finally and have big storylines with these people so I mean, that, that was those two talking points for that specifically. And now just moving on uh, and speaking about the IC title tournament, we started SmackDown with the terrible storyline of Jeff Hardy looking like he's drunk driving and hit Elias. Hmm. And it looks like he might have been attacked by Sheamus, but still anything involving the cops, anything like that. I just, it felt like a bad taste in the mouth. We, I mean, Nick, you stopped watching. Yeah. You, you saw that segment and you turned it off. Like, that's indicative of how bad this was. Matt Hardy specifically tweeted out last night, I'm very happy to be working for Tony Khan and AEW Wrestling. And that's, like, literally as the storyline was like, he's watching live, see what they did for his brother. It was like, F this. I'm so happy to be working in this other company. Like, look how they treat my brother. And then, like, I want to get you guys' opinions because back in the day we had CM Punk going after Hardy. And he mentioned his drug abuse. And, you know, the fact that Punk's straight edge and you guys are cheering for this guy who's, a you know, an addict and addicted to all this stuff. And he never mentioned anything specifically. So what are you guys' thoughts about what happened, what transpired last night compared to what Punk did back in the day? Well, some of the best heels yeah. are really the good guys. Yeah. You know, yeah, Punk was telling the truth during that storyline. Mm -hmm. Like Macho Man Savage was telling the truth against Hulk Hogan in 1989. Liz was his girlfriend, man, and Hulk's all over. Yeah, that, um, that's a great point. So these storylines have a little bit of realism to them. Um, I didn't see the Smack uh, SmackDown segment with Jeff Hardy. I will probably go out of my way today to watch it. Um, but with that said, it's not the first time. They did it back in the 90s with Road Warrior Hawk. You know, if you remember the, the drunk angle there. And, yeah, um, it, Look, um, it's, an, it's, it's an escape route. Jeff Hardy was was in the Intercontinental Title Tournament, right? So did he wrestle? I, I would assume no. So who was he supposed to wrestle? Sheamus? Uh, no, no, Sheamus. He, Sheamus wanted to play to him. Yeah, he okay. wrestled Sheamus last week, beat him, and that's how he moved on to the semifinals gotcha. to be against Daniel Bryan. Okay, so right. I'm sorry, I didn't know. So this angle is how you take care of Jeff Hardy. You don't have him uh, – whatever, right? The only thing here's my problem. The only thing is, if for now, from now here on out, Jeff Hardy's always going to be known as the addict wrestler. Yeah, suck because he's a great wrestler, but he's just got so many demons, and it keeps be being brought up. You know, you mentioned two other instances before last night. Now it's three that he's an addict, and everybody knows Jeff Hardy had the worst match in all of wrestling fucking history. Against Sting, like, yeah, against Sting. It was so bad that Sting Sting, Sting broke the character. <laughs> Sting broke character in the middle of him walking up the ramp because he's, like, holding the title, like, whatever. And the dude's like, what the hell was that? And he looks at him, and he's like, I know. This is a crock of shit. Like, it, for Sting to break character, for Sting like, to not have a good match, like... Just back to the SmackDown thing real quick. I, like, it's it's a whatever segment. Um, I understand, you know, what they're trying to do because Elias was hurt in, in it, and, he, and his neck looked like it was hurt. He was supposed to face... Um, um, AJ Styles, and you know he didn't. So it was obviously you know Corbin who probably got in the way of that. Yeah, um, it's either it's either Corbin or Sheamus, but it's just like 
just to evolve, like the fact that he's actually drunk drove, and like it, it wasn't even well done. It was like, just bad. It was just so yeah. bad. Like the cops like, were the cops real. terrible. Yeah, the cops no. did, they, they, he literally, he looked. In the, at the steering wheel, and then flipped the the front panel down, and the and the paper came flying down. It was one single paper, one paper, nothing. For a rental car. <laughs> For a rental car. Je, Jeff Hardy's name is there. Renee, I was like, Jeff Hardy's one of our wrestlers. And then he goes, Oh, I'm, so, I'm sorry. If you're in the around there, we're like, you don't know who Jeff Hardy is. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> Get the hell out of here. You didn't grow up in the '90s. Everyone knew who Jeff Hardy was. Well, I just, I'm just like. But there's camera crews right there with all the WWE. It just doesn't. It didn't, yeah, it there's no cops. It yeah. just so happens that right then and there, like you know, like you're telling me that the dude from CNN is getting arrested while on air live, and these cops are like, "Hey, man, this is a this is like a hit and run. Can y'all get the hell back?" Right, like yeah, it was like all up in the. Apparently, Florida is way different than Minneapolis. Like, <laughs> it looked like live PD, but like worse. Like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, like, the angle was just bad in general. is, And then just the bad taste, I, it felt. And, and that's what I was thinking about last night. Like, I know the timer went off, but that, that was the one thing that kept bothering me. I was like, but I'm okay with punk storyline from back in the day with the world title. Why am I not okay with this? Like, this seems weird and dirty this time. Well, guess what, Carlos? We don't have to worry about talking about that garbage anymore because we're going to go into a subject which was fun! Yes. Fun. Hell yeah, man. Let's do this. AEW presented Double or Nothing, and I'm telling you, I, I I was very fortunate to be able to buy that show on pay-per-view, and it was very fun. Man. Top to bottom, the, the card was fantastic. I recommend that show. If you're watching this and didn't see it, catch the replay. Yeah. Well, yeah. One bad match. What, okay, one bad match, but... I'm just saying, I, I, I'm... And that I'm, bad match is just, it's just weird. It's a weird match, It was really. bad. Oh, it was, I saw Sean Spears' ass with Tully Blanchard. It on, was awkward. On his, yeah, it Roy's was so bad. Payne Roy's got the show off that and match. They, like, and the worst part is those two dudes involved are great wrestlers. Yeah, of course. Great wrestlers. That, I, that's the egregious thing of that. Of that baby, but you know what? Though I can't be. I, 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 whatever. I, I just. I. I wanted to be. You know, just. Just cut in a little bit on you, Mark. But you're right. It was an absolute great pay per view. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. from from our standings perspective, Nick won the night with five correct predictions. Uh, Carlos came in second with four, hey. and I came in third and last with three. Um, and looking back, I really should have had my radical prediction about Cody winning the ladder match, but. You know, some of the big news coming out of Double or Nothing, Brian Cage was the mystery uh, participant. He won the casino uh, casino ladder match for a future opportunity, which will take place at Butterfest when they uh, set up Butterfest. That will probably be in July. Have um, a Taz, man. A, a, with Taz, which is a great uh, yeah, endorsement. Yeah. Uh, we had a, a wrestling clinic between MJF and Jungle Boy. Uh, Moxley retained the AEW world title by defeating Brody Lee in what was a very, I think, a much better match than I anticipated. Best um, match Brody Lee's ever had. Yep. The the inner circle lost to the elite, which I did not see coming. I thought they were going to continue that storyline for blood and guts, but Nick got that one right in his predictions. And, of course, Cody Rhodes wins the TNT, which is being kind of developed like a TV title, uh, which will – Move on to uh, Wednesday night's Dynamite. He announced will be defended every week, and they had a battle royal with Jungle Boy winning the first battle royal. He will get a shot at Cody this Wednesday on Dynamite. 
I don't think any of us would predict that Jungle Boy is going to win the title, but I think it's still nice to see that the TNT title is going to be present. Nick, Cody Rhodes needed that championship, and he got it. Where do you see the storyline going? Do you see him, while he defends it every single week, do you see him putting over younger talent? Do yes. you see him? Eventually, there has to be some kind of a feud, right? Who do you mm -hmm. see it feuding with? MJF. It's right there. Why not? He has that win over him, and he's the champ. MJF's going to want to take that belt from him by any means necessary. Now, I don't see that happening for a while. I don't think it'll happen at Fighter Fest. I think it'll happen at, uh, was it, All In? That's a... Uh, yeah, that happens at the um, too, yeah. yeah towards the end of September. Yeah, it should be like a September. Yeah, I, I I can see that happening down there, but I see Cody Rhodes wrestling. You know, Jungle Boy, Trent. You know, um, even someone like Marco Stunt, I can see getting a shot at the TNT yeah. title just because Cody Rhodes does the work. That promo he gave, best. He's the best talker in, in all of wrestling right now. And you know, there was there was a um a comment made by Cody during a press conference leading up to Double or Nothing. Uh, this was a conference call, so it wasn't on TV, where he said that the TNT title will not go by the rankings. So this basically will allow anybody, like you said, Marco Stunt, this will yep. allow anybody to challenge for that title, which I think is fresh because they're really trying hard to stick within the the rankings for their world and tag team titles. Right. Yeah, and I think uh, just to cut in real quick. I, I think I think this is going to be like like you guys said, like a really good showcase for some of the younger talent. Uh, for not even just younger people who don't normally get like singles matches. Like you mentioned, Trent. I think that's a great match. You can put Chucky e. T in there, man. Orange Cassidy, and, and then Luke I think Thoris, you know any of those dudes. Yeah, honestly, and then you also I think we're gonna get. I think his big virally and big prize storyline before MJF. I bet you it will be Darby Allen. They've now, been building that early all over. Absolutely, right, absolutely. And that would be a great way to get him over. You know, um, <laughs> that you would think that Cody Rhodes winning the TNT title would be one of the biggest news items that come out of AEW. But guess what? There's more. Mike Tyson, who handed Cody the TNT title on Saturday night, decided to come back for more. And who does he get in the ring with but none other than Le Champion Chris Jericho? Now, I liked and hated this all at the same time. Uh, this is my negative comment regarding AEW. This storyline came up. Now, I understand where Jericho's coming from. He is the talk of the town of AEW. He has taken AEW and helped make it prominent and what it is today. Mike Tyson is still just as big in the news as he ever was. Uh, Even bigger. Right. Because he's trying because to make he... a comeback at 53. Right. Yeah. So... He's in the ring with Jericho, but then we get told that you got me in the ring 10 years ago. Well, guess where he was 10 years ago? He was in WWE 10 years ago. So you know what I did? I stopped watching AEW to pull up YouTube because I didn't remember that, to be honest with you. I, I didn't either. I took attention away from AEW to go to WWE, which I hope... <laughs> Not everyone did at the time, right? Yeah. So... I have no problem with Tyson and Jericho having an issue, but I have an issue mm. with them referencing a 10-year-old feud. Carlos, what do you think about that? Yeah, I, I, I want to kind of also kind of piggyback. There was someone in a wrestling group that me and Mark are part of called the kind of wrestling Facebook group, and the guy Joey, he's like a big AEW guy, and, and he mentioned, he was like, oh, like, I love that they mention older storylines, that they don't hide history. And I was like, I love it too. But in this regard with Jericho and Tyson, it's the weakest 
like it's the weakest one they've done yet. <laughs> <laughs> a little caveat. Uh, no, it, it is the it is the weakest it is the weakest version of it because it, a random raw that hell, like you said, Mark. I didn't remember like Tyson being there. You, you think you say Tyson? I'm like, oh yeah, he punched Shawn Michaels right in his yep. last match before he retired, before he came back like years later. That's all I think of. I don't remember this random ass raw where Tyson came up. I was like, and in my head, I'm like, oh, it's probably right before he went to the Hall of Fame. Like that's all I could think of. Like, why would he be on a random ass raw, especially we had nothing going on? Like, oh, yeah. so, oh, that's oh. what brings that up. And and I I do like that AEW doesn't hide the fact that like. You know, like New Japan's a thing, or that Cody was the NWA champion or the ROH champion. Like that stuff happened, of course. That makes sense, but this is the weakest execution of it. Right, Nick. This past week, actually yesterday, um, ESPN had an interview with Jericho that they posted on their website, and they, he was asked, "Do you think this um, being a WWE storyline?" affects AEW, and Chris Jericho had a comment that said, this isn't a WWE storyline. I can't ignore my 19 years there. This is a Chris Jericho storyline. So do you think that kind of saved the angle? Uh, yeah, I didn't think the angle was was a total disaster. Like, it, the imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. You know, like, just because somebody else does it doesn't mean that they're trying to do it with malice or trying to take, you know, like, oh, I could do it better than you. It's just, it, it may have been an angle that worked. I mean, obviously, we all know that it worked best with Austin when that whole Tyson, because it was different. It'd be different if they had, like, see, WWE smart in the sense of they, they kind of stay modern because you got the Gypsy King, who's the king of boxing, going against Braun Strowman who's the world champion, that didn't just line right up for them, you know? So that that's fine. They, they could have did something else where they got a UFC star like a John Jones. I mean, they kind of did because they had Henry Cejudo, who's, you know, the two, a two-time champion, an Olympic gold medalist in his own right. And um, 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 what's his name? Um, um, oh, God, it's eluding the crap out of me. I, I know who you're talking oh, about. The Peter, guy Peter Belfort, he was with yeah. them as well. It was, it was, his name was eluding me. But, you know, he's a, a, a MMA legend as well. So, you know, I, I like that they're mixing it up in terms of having actual real fighter fighters show up sometimes. Um, and then you got someone as great as Jericho who can carry storylines out of nothing. And, you know, I, I think we'll see something great. Um, will it be as great as Austin and Tyson? No, but I don't want to compare those two things because that's two totally different, you know, aspects. So we'll see where this goes. But I'm, I will never, ever, ever, ever bet against Chris Jericho. And neither will I. And, you know, if anybody's going to get the best out of Mike Tyson, if he does step in the ring, it will be Chris Jericho. So Cody wins a TV title. Tyson and Jericho have this great thing. That's all for AEW, guys. Let's pet. No, wait, there's more. There's more. Guess what, guys? FTR. They came to AEW. We are going to see at some point FTR versus the Young Bucks. What did you guys Man. think about the introduction of FTR to AEW? It was probably the best introduction for any any star to, to get showed off. I mean, other than probably Moxley, like I think they had the biggest like credibility behind them and biggest like draw to them. And Excalibur, I think this is one one of the debuts that Excalibur did the best to under, like kind of make you understand. Be like, hey, they have history. You watch Being the Elite over the years, you know why the revival are hot for for the Young Bucks. And probably the elite in general. Well, they're not and, the revival anymore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's gonna take some getting used to. 
I know that. a lot of good excuses. Because I don't even know what what is it? Fear the revolt? Or nope. is that like the nope. yep. for AEW it says F the rest. <laughs> F That's the rest? They, yeah. Which I can't buy that shirt. Because if they could at least block two more letters out of that, that I could buy that. My son won't say that word. We <laughs> do it now. Thanks, AEW. You lost $25 for me. I'll get the second shirt from them. <laughs> I, I, I think about the execution of the angle. I thought it was great because it, yep. it, it was exactly how they were. You know, no nonsense. They pulled up in an old school truck. They didn't have, you know, the bells and whistles. They just pulled up and beat the crap out of people. Um, but they the, beat the crap out of uh, Butcher and the Blade. Yeah, yeah, right. They right. saved but they had a, the Bucks. But they had to stare down with the Young Bucks. It, it could have easily just have been, this is our prey. Well, You're, look at their name, right? right? Look at their name. F the rest. They right. don't give a crap about anybody. They're going to take you out, and they're going right. to make money. That's all they do. And, and and that's the best way to you know push them across, is, is, is that way. Is and, and let's not forget, contracts. though, too, with AEW contracts, uh, you have the ability to work Japan. So this doesn't close that door to New Japan. They could possibly go down that road down the line when all this craziness is over. Well, well I was going to say, it was kind of honestly reminiscent of uh, Gallows and Anderson when they first showed up on WWE because they showed up in plain clothes and they beat the crap out of everybody. And you were just like, well, who are these guys? You know, I, I, you we, right. we knew like, who oh they were. But, but I try to look at it through the eyes of a casual. Like, I, oh, who could these guys be? You know, and, and, that's, and, and that's how wrestling should come across. You should be immediately attached to someone who is making their debut. You know, someone makes a debut against a squash guy and they don't have a great finishing move or a great entrance, you don't give a shit about them. Yeah, like, I, and I think taking out Butcher the Blade with the Shattered Machine, that was great, man. And then and just all the like the little jabs, like watching me in the Elite this week. I know they Mark call did. the Shattered the mach- shatter Machine? Is I think they trademarked that, so I wouldn't be surprised. Oh, yeah, I mean, if it's trademarked. That's jabs, yeah. like, one of them, too. Like trademark that name. Uh, they're, they're smart cookies, dude. They are smart. They're 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 wrestling historians. Yeah, I follow. You can tell it, I follow them, like, but they yeah, they, those they, guys they, are. They just post about people. old school stuff all the time. I, I can literally see the way that they set this up. I don't know when they're gonna have the young bucks face them, but I would imagine it's gonna be down the line. I could totally right. see them doing an eight man tag. Against like best friends and I don't know Chima and throw somebody else out there, right? Where they like. They, they pretend to get along or where one of them doesn't tag the other team. They only tag within each other and kind of having that, you know, be a, a lead up to a, a one-on-one or two-on-two tag. Um, but, like, the way that that happened, I could see them teaming up before they wrestle each other, which I think could be a whole new interest. Could, could, could you guys imagine, like, if they pulled the, the storyline early, we get it at all in, right? Young Bucks versus FTR. Can you imagine we have possibly two of the greatest tag team matches ever in wrestling in the same year? With the Young Bucks. Company, with the Young Bucks. Yeah, just solidifying not, that they're the best tag team in the world. I am not the biggest Young Bucks fan. I am a fan of them, but I'm not the, you know, I, I, they do too much high spot, monkey spot, monkey stuff for me. <laughs> like Matt they're, Hardy entertaining. they're entertaining. Yeah. FTR will make the tag team division even more legitimate. If you want to push SCU again or best friends, they're gonna make everybody else better by being that division. There, there's so many Texans in AEW that could, could go. I mean, isn't number one in the ranking still Udo and Grayson? Or did they get bumped? No, out? they got knocked down because of the current they mentioned that coronavirus knocked them down. Yeah. 
Yeah, <laughs> they, they don't they don't shy away. That's another good thing that AEW does. Man. They don't shy away. Their fault though, the coronavirus knocked well, them. Well, they that that I think they, they it was a passing comment, but they they mentioned it. They said they're going down the rankings because they're unable to compete due to the, the the pandemic, but they're still in the top five. Yeah, I don't yeah, like it, that. I, don't know. I mean, it does, but it, that's not their fault. Like, well, that's fault. Yeah, yeah. fault them for 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 being like you could put an asterisk against them or something, and, or like you know, or like make it so like you know, no matter how they fall in our rankings, when they come back, they'll have a legitimate shot at that number one contender. Yeah, just build that storyline. That's easy. Yeah, and, like, and the right. fear is about not, like them always getting screwed over anyway. So why not? That works because. Because I'm convinced, Brody Lee after that match convinced me um, not to join the Dark Order. Like Carlos has pledged on <laughs> since day one. Too late. He already signed us up. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, he, gave, he gave our souls away after like the second episode. Yeah, it was like the third week of Dynamite. <laughs> I did it while we were in at uh, Leah Core Center. I was like, <laughs> yeah. But but I but I am a fan of the idea of all them holding all the belts. Maybe not you know the TNT title because they don't. Will they have a fourth member? Um, unless Ted is somebody we don't know, you know, who oh, could man. be a star because he has the mask on. Um, but but them holding all the belts, I, I can see that happening. And and sooner than later, honestly, once this Corona thing, you know, yeah, is over, I, I, they're allowed to come. He would be a really good world champion now. That, and that, that's the funny thing that, like, before I was like, no, I'm not, well, I mean, I still wanted Mox to win because I think he needs more time with that belt. But I think a year from now, you could definitely see Brody Lee as a world champion. He made me believe. I could see right. Brody Lee as champion. I don't want him to beat Moxley. I think the next oh. AEW yeah. champion needs to be a quote-unquote homegrown talent. You had Jericho, who had the name. He won the title first. Um, and then you had Moxley, who's probably, you can fairly say, is just as big, if not bigger, than Jericho because of his relevance over the last several years. I think the next AEW champion needs to be a quote-unquote homegrown, someone like an MJF or yeah. um, someone along those lines. Jungle Boy, well, Darby Allen, well, Jungle Boy aren't there yet, but that's well, my point. Well, we'll just hop right into it. These are our closing thoughts, uh, viewers, and we're just going to go ahead for 10 minutes and just talk about everything that's been going on in wrestling um, and just close up the show that way. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's a great point. You know, a homegrown talent winning the next title. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Brian Cage won it. I, it, it pulled the trigger. I mean, he's not technically, you know, homegrown because this is his second match in AEW, but he could tech. But in the casual fan, he could be a homegrown talent because he's not really well known. You know, right. we, on, a, on a national scale, he's not. Right, yeah. right, right. On a national scale, he's not. And 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 it could have been something like you know when you were jumping ship from you know NWA to WWE or WWF. You know, you know, it, they might have known him down in Atlanta in the South, but they didn't know him everywhere else. Mm -hmm. And and then they be you know whoever became is well known. Yeah. I, I think that that's a great that's a great person too. They have a lot of people on this upper upper card level that could be like thrown into that world title picture. And like I, I mean, I mentioned it like two seconds ago. I just it, it's shocking to me because before before Saturday, like I didn't know if Brody Lee could be a world champion after this match and his promo game. He has all the bells and whistles to be a world champion, and it, it, it's very shocking. And that he didn't get any pass other than that one intercontinental title run in WWE, where he didn't say anything. <laughs> no, he had like one promo, and I was like, and I don't even remember it. It was, it was, like, it was weird. Yeah. yeah, it was like a backstage promo. Um, do we feel like AEW's roster is uh getting overstocked now? Do you think they should stop signing people for a little bit, or or 
or just continue to sign whoever gets released? I think if they can afford it, which only they know, then then, then continue. Um, if you've been watching AEW Dark, they've actually been <laughs> having it's super stat. Uh, they've been having like eight and nine match darks. Yes, and if you're gonna, stat. you know, we know that that, that uh, AEW is eventually getting a second TV show that was announced when they resigned with TNT after only being around for a couple months. Let's face it, uh, that they were gonna look to add a second show. So I'm okay with it. Um, it has to be the right talent. Um, you were just talking about Brody Lee and how you can see him be a world champion. But I think he had great chemistry with Eric Rowan. Do you mm -hmm. bring Eric Rowan in? I don't know. That, that, that That's a good question. That, he's definitely somebody who I could see coming in down the road, uh, maybe after taking some time off, maybe refreshing and, and the character, the look, whatever. Um, I could see it, but at the same token, I don't want to take TV time away from Darby Allen and Kip Sabian and, and, and other wrestlers who've been here since the beginning. So it's a very fine line. Do I want to see it? Yes, but it has to make sense. Um, mm -hmm. And on the same token, we already know that 10, 15, 20 minutes, call it what you want, of every Dynamite will be taken up by Cody Rhodes in that TNT title. So now you only have an hour and a half to work with, and you have to squeeze in other people there. So right. it's interesting. Don't get me wrong. I'm looking forward to see what they do. But I could see several more talent coming in. Eric Rowan's one of them. Zach Ryder's another, you know? And yeah. well, well, you were but, saying the second TV show. What, Carlos, what, when do you think that TV show would be? Do you think – obviously, they won't challenge Monday, and they probably I, won't challenge Friday. I wouldn't be surprised if it's in the fall. And it's no, also – No, no, I mean, I mean, like, what what day of the week? Oh, I, I think it's going to be on a Saturday. That'd be awesome. Sign me up. Saturday morning wrestling. Oh, yeah, man. Yeah, I remember watching Superstars and stuff. Like that was my earliest memories, man. Like watching Shawn Michaels and like Superstars, Heartbreak Hotel and stuff like that. But like WCW had a show right on Saturdays. Am I, am Saturday I right night. Now? It was it was yeah, Saturday, Saturday night, and 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 it was. I'm telling you, as a kid growing up in the late '80s, I mean, I grew up in the '80s, but I would I would make sure that I was down the basement in front of my TV at six o'clock and catch the last five minutes of Captain Planet just so I could not miss the beginning of NWA World Championship Wrestling. Hell yeah, man! I mean, could you imagine that? And 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 you know, I know NWA is doing it with um, you know power, but make it a close set, make it something special and old schoolish. You know, like Tony Khan is is a student of the game, so he, I, I, and he's smart enough. I, I think he, we can get something special out of this. And I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if it's just like what it, like it's dark but like different, you know. But I, I think or it just make it dark and just make it on Saturdays or something like that. But I think that like. In my brain, if they make a close set the way WCW used to back in the day, have these fun like interview segments and stuff, they, they could really build on storylines. And then what? Wednesday you go in like, hey man, why? Uh, what's up with Brian Cage? What? How to get hurt? Like, well, you gotta watch Saturday, man. You've been missing Saturday. Like that. That's where. That's where it's at, man. You're missing that. That's that's the show you gotta watch too. Like, don't forget. I think we have we we have something special. And then with. Talent-wise, I wanted to chip in real quick. I, I think out of everyone, if I had to pick one person, I think it would be Rusev. Uh, he's going by Miro now, and he's got, like, a Twitch channel on. I think he's having fun with it, but that dude is a is a talent, and he's very charismatic, and he's a great talker. That He just never got a chance to do anything but, like, that random ass, like, his full Bulgarian, like, you know, kind of racial stereotype accent, but... <laughs> I, his his ring ethic, I think if he doesn't work at WWE style, works a little more harder edge. Dude, we got something special so, with him. 
Yeah, I mean, he's he's a great talent to pick up. I, the question would be when he debuts, is, is he going to be a face or a heel? Because he, he looks like he could be a heel, obviously, because he's got the bald head with the beard now. Um, and that just... Could be like all of us? <laughs> yeah, kind of. I mean, what, I'm, all not bald, like, hey, I'm not the same bald. Person three times I, over? I have hair. <laughs> he might be in a little bit better shape Still. than I am. <laughs> but you know, I can see him coming back as as a monster heel. Like you know, I I, I think he can do both, man, and he can yeah. do comedy. That's the thing. Like he he is like a Chris Jericho talent. He could do comedy. He could be a heel. He could be a face. All be believable and have a crazy work athlete. Yeah, definitely. He would be a perfect fit for the being uh, inner circle bodyguard. You know? Hell yeah! Hell yeah! It's him and Jake Hager him and Jeff Cobb. Could you imagine him and Hell yeah, man. Or even Jeff Cobb if, if he shows back up. Like Jeff Cobb and, and Miro. Can you imagine that? That'd be insane. Those two small, bulky motherfuckers. Like they just <laughs> run and shop, man. Just run and shop. Put that on the shirt. Let your son see it. Two yeah. bulky motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Switching gears, I will. I will say, I think I should start a petition to have Samoa Joe always be on the Raw announced team because he yeah. just uh, yeah. Apparently, that's a, that's a rumor now. Like he, is oh thank be God, permanently replace Lawler. Yes, yeah, and Man, apparently, he's to wrestle. He's still going to be on the commentary. Apparently, unless they need him full time wrestling, he's- he should just be a sub. It should it should be a thing where like you know someone you do a story where someone gets hurt. And he, you know, a champion is being cocky and he's a new challenger. Samoa Joe just takes his shit off and then boom. This is believable. He's a badass. Yeah. yeah, like like something like, you know, you get a cocky US champion or, or or something like that, and they hold the open US titles and no one wants to come out. Samoa Joe's like, screw it, I'll do it. But yeah, that, that's pretty much all I got. Yeah, man. I mean, well, I think any, any other questions you guys want to? Oh, man, I think we just had a real. Oh, you know, actually, I did want to bring this up. How terrible was that TNT title looking? I know it's going to be refreshed <laughs> soon, but man, you know the what? initial title. I thought it looked nice. I thought it looked. It was plain, and that, there's nothing wrong with plain because you mentioned earlier that they should revamp the U.S. title and make it more like. Less. I hate the new titles. I hate the Universal title. I hate the World title. I hate the Intercontinental title. Um, I like old school wrestling titles, and this. To me, combined the winged WWF title that Macho Man Randy Savage held in the 90s with the NWA World TV title, had that red strap and the silver plates. I thought it was a beautiful title. And yes, it was a little plain, and they'll probably update that with more of the plate stuff, which we we heard about in the news. But I think it's a great-looking title, and it's going to be – go ahead, Nick. I'm in the middle because I don't hate it and I don't love it. It's – the only thing I guess I dislike about it is the fact that it's a red strap. I'm never a fan of having like the strap be red or blue or purple or orca, like just black. Just See, I think black. that's an honor to his father, Dusty, who held the NWA World TV title in the '80s and had a red strap. So I think that's, I think that's an um, a throwback to not only TNT but T- uh, TBS is part of the Time Warner family, cable TV family. So that TV title was defended on TBS. I think it was kind of a throwback to have that red because 
it's not like the red of the Universal title. It's it's a different red altogether. It's that red of yeah. the NWA World TV title. I think yeah, which, that, which is I think is now the uh, NWA National title, correct? Yeah, like, uh, mm-hmm. it's being revamped for that. Yeah, yeah, I don't mind the red. I think it, it's just that the center plate to me looks like a like when you go to Great Adventure or like any other like and you put like a quarter in and it, it like squishes it. That's what it looked like to me, just like a pressed nickel. I was like, it just needs a little more. I don't mind necessarily the silver because I think that color scheme when like Cody came out in his lower third was like red and silver. I thought that was pretty cool, but it it, it needs a little more work in the center. And then that weird side plate with like the White House or it looks like a plantation house. I don't it know was, what the hell that it was. was. Ted Turner's mansion. I mean, come on. Oh man. my god, was it? I'm all about, dude. I'm all about this. I've been, I've been, I like this championship belt. Trust me. They had to say that because I was like, is this a plantation house? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't feel comfortable liking this title. I heard, <laughs> look, I just found out Cody's Cuban. <laughs> like, like, I heard online it was either Ted T- Turner's Mansion or it was Techwood Draft Studios, which is where they taped all the NWA shows from the 80s. So it was oh, one of those shows, awesome, but I heard yeah. both. Well, all right, that'd be awesome. And then I guess with that title, too, and I know we kind of ran out, but like, where would you put like some kind of notification that they're the champion. Like, do you put something like with their name in the center? Like, that's what Moxley has. Like, it, you put the name. I, I would say no, because I think this title more than any other title that they have is going to probably change hands more frequently than it's defended every week. I mean, I think you give Cody a nice, long, decent first run, and yeah. then you put somebody else over, and then you have like two or three week runs where, like, you know, hey, I had to watch this match because we could see a new champion. Yeah, you never know. Yeah. So I think, I think. Hold off on the plates, you know. Let it, let it be more generic. About the belt. Okay, yeah. yeah, I agree. I'm excited for the next design, and I'm a little better about the the side plates now. Knowing that that might be Ted Turner's house, I was like, "What well, is this?" Let's fact check that, and we'll we'll mention it next week on the yeah the, there we go. because it was either Ted Turner's mansion or it was Techwood Draft Studios. I, I read both. Mm-hmm. I don't know which is true. We'll, um, we'll get our uh, stat boy on that one. But guys, we had a fun look. A one hour flew by like that. We talked. AEW, NXT, bro. Okay, we talked a lot of bro. FTR <laughs> is back, and they're on a national stage which focuses on wrestling. It double or nothing. Wrestling show top to bottom. Anyway, fun week, and I'll tell you what. I think it all kind of coincided with the fact that this week MLB, NHL, and NBA all kind of made plans to 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 get back to normal, and I think that kind of came through on the wrestling scene. These shows were fun this week. I I, wa- I watched NXT, loved every second of it. Watched AEW, didn't watch SmackDown. I don't have time for that in Raw. <laughs> <laughs> my, my mentality is coming back more positive because we're kind of, we have dates in our minds. And I think that we're going to see a better product going forward from wrestling um, than we have in the last couple months. So I look forward to next week's show where we talk about this week in wrestling. For Carlos, Nick, I am Mark. And for Remy, watching at home, we miss you, buddy. Come on back. (laughs) We'll see you next time on the Entrance Ramp Podcast. Goodbye, everybody. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to the Entrance Ramp Podcast. Please like us on Facebook at the Entrance Ramp Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at the Entrance Ramp Pod and subscribe to us on YouTube by searching for the Entrance Ramp Podcast. We'll see you next time.